1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. In 1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. So we're back, better late than never. Thought Harry did a really good job on the podcast last week, so a big round of applause to him, but we have made it officially back from Turin, so we'll go over a little bit about our European adventure. We're also talking about the home tie against Torino and also the disappointing loss to Everton away in the Premier League and the international break. Wolves, eh, we? Hello and welcome to episode 83 of the 77 Club. Uh, Harry, we'll start with the socials first. Uh, the Wolves 77 Club on Facebook and Instagram, at 77 Club Podcast on Twitter. And as usual, Spotify, SoundCloud, please, uh, iTunes as well. Please write and subscribe if you can. Tom Rice is here from the Old Gold. And Black. Hello. And Black, <laughs> yes. Everyone's welcome. Uh, what are your socials? Uh, the Old Gold and Black on YouTube. Please do subscribe because my numbers are waning considerably. <laughs> is that people unsubscribing uh, it's or just, a, just not getting enough growth it's, have you ever seen Table Mountain it's plateaued oh okay right you're not in like a social media no, recession no, no, are no, you no, no no right okay well that's okay and also Dan Bayliss is here hello Wolves fans 
Uh, firstly, though, a uh, big well done to Harry, who managed to do a podcast all by himself last week. And I don't think you took a breath, did you, Harry, for about 25 minutes? No, no, it was weird just talking to myself for 20 minutes in my front room, but <laughs> I think it went okay considering. <laughs> Yeah, I think, yeah, it's a good effort to get some stuff out there. All good. I mean, it seems right that we talk about Turin. And actually, Tom, I want to start with you because we obviously heard a little bit about Harry's week or what he could remember <laughs> of it from Italy. And you sort of came across us or we staggered ac- across you at half time. Uh, just your thoughts on, on, to begin with, Harry's eyes, how much they'd rolled out the back of his head, uh, but also on the game. Uh, well, you were clearly so far gone that we actually met at full time, not at a half time. <laughs> I knew there was a whistle. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I met Harry as I entered the ground. Well, I think I'd, I'd spotted him in the the melee outside the the ground, but he was too ensconced with Dazzling Dave uh, to, to bother with me. Uh, but yeah, um, you'd clearly had a lovely time, all of you, and that was that was fine. But I was with my family, and it was a bit more, uh, you know, relaxing evenings by the po and having a bit of food one glass of wine not a bottle and stuff like that it was a bit more chilled out for me um <laughs> torpedo no 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 very <laughs> very respectful i spent most of the time actually in Turin listening to test match special walking around the the town so i had a lovely time and i went to the ancient egyptian museum i did a lot of stuff that probably middle-aged men would do not not a 28 year old boy <laughs> Do you know what, Tom? I'll be quite honest. It sounds like Bayliss's wet dream. <laughs> so I think he probably wishes he'd gone with you. Uh, Bayliss, just for you, obviously, we were taking public transport and um, you mis- messed up the times and we lost by about five hours in the end. It we wasn't even close, it, was it? But it was enjoyable it was about- to go to one of the most expensive cities I think I've ever been, which was mm-hmm. Zurich. Yeah, Zurich was ridiculous. I don't think I'm ever going to go there again. Um, it was like, what did we order? We had like a kebab and chips that came to 18 quid. Mm. Um it was pretty ridiculous but it was good fun and yeah I, uh, I sort of backed on the timings that Harry and Seb would fall asleep at some point and need to sleep but it turns out that they are just absolute machines and don't <laughs> they but really we could are. tell that and when we arrived at about we suffered though it, midday-ish we got to the bar and saw Harry and Harry couldn't talk so. <laughs> no no so. it, was, it was pretty much downhill from there wasn't it really but in terms of a, an atmosphere and it was a proper European feel I thought and the whole ground like Harry I think you mentioned last week with the, the weight to how even the seats were mm. set into the um, into the stands themselves and um, it was a fantastic atmosphere and I've got to say to the Torino fans as well I thought they were they were loud but being in amongst those Wolves fans who were incredibly loud it was just fantastic wasn't it Harry uh, it really was yeah they were and there always are no the foreign like you know not the foreign fans in Europe and mm. and the Wolves fans like I said last week as soon as they scored we were and especially at the end at full time the Catrone song I remember that I'd sobered up oh. a bit by that point and that was just great like brilliant all the Wolves fans were loving it weren't they it was like a proper party atmosphere because it was the first proper mm. away Europe leg really wasn't it and obviously we got back and it was pretty much straight into it with Burnley and we were just sitting there going, A, nothing's going to top yeah. that away day. And then also the dross that followed <laughs> uh, for that game was, yeah, something else. But we got home in one piece. I think that's the main thing. Also, Fans Bet, by the way, uh, one of the sponsors along with ProjectHouse.com have put a fantastic edited down version of sort of the videos that we were sending as we were going. So if you want to search for that on our social media, it's about four or five minutes long. It's just really really well done and it has that top gear uh, grand Torino feel that we were looking for so do look out for that on social media but we'll uh, look and concentrate now on that home leg um, Harry a, a strong team um, 
one that we we sort of were expecting just to finish off the job and we did in the end yeah we did it was a bit nervy the first half hour I was a bit like, oh god they had a few shots the lad sat next to me who was in Bayless's seat um, grabbed me leg at one point when they had a volley I thought he was making me really nervous but um, then we got the goal didn't we so horny we <laughs> yeah but we got the goal uh, great boy Traore he was uh, flying at him when he was really threatening and great little crossing not the strongest cross in the world but Jimenez got there and poked it home and that did calm the nerves a bit until they equalised but then we scored straight away didn't we so it, we got the job done but there was some nervy moments in there for sure it was one of those times where I think on a different day and a, a team that were maybe a little bit more clinical it may have been squeaky bum time maybe but I think the the, the team and the, the staff have been so focused on definitely qualifying for the Europa League that I think we would have got the job done regardless of the opposition I think I think what I've heard from like the football ramble and other uh, neutral sort of uh, broadcasters have said how impressive we've been to get through this um, period of games and to have only lost one game in the Premier League I think it has to be I think it was probably a success if you judge the four teams that we've played against but coming up against the seventh best team in Italy and doing them pretty comfortably I know that there was a little bit of a scare at one point but I didn't see them managing to score two or win by two clear goals at Molineux I didn't think that was ever going to happen Let's run over that team very quickly with Patricia in goal uh, Vallejo, Cody, Bolly, Adama Dendonka, Sace, Martinho, Johnny Jimenez and Jota so another rest for Ruben Neves Harry but I thought Sace did okay yeah, he was. Sace was good. Um, I think he's been good the last few games, to be honest. Fair play to him. Um, and I think we're going to see him slotting for Bolly as well, haven't we, after the weekend? But yeah, really good. Um, when I saw him in there, I thought fair enough because he had to switch it about, didn't he, with uh, the games coming thick and fast. I thought Martino might get the rest, but he didn't. He, he just always seems to play, didn't he? But apart from the Everton game. But yeah, can't knock Sace. He's always, he's always been reliable, hasn't he? He's always there to cover. He's that utility man that's so important for us. Bayliss, Vallejo, I, I think I over Messenger described him as a B-Tech Miranda he's obviously got some pedigree but it just looks like he's got a mistake in him yeah I think we've got to give, give these lads a chance they've only just turned up and got themselves into play in the Nuno way so it's going to take a little bit of time to uh, get into it. I think there are a lot more worrying things to talk about when you look at Burnley and Everton than, um, than the new lads so if we take a look at the game overall um 2-1, 5-3 on aggregate. How would you put it down? It, it was sort of that first team that we came up against where we thought, actually, this is more of a match than, say, and no disrespect to Crusaders and Punic, but it, it was the first real test, wasn't it, Tom, over those two Yeah, legs. absolutely. Well, and the main test, I think, for the first game was the atmosphere and their two sets of ultras that hate each other. If you remember, I don't know if you could see from the North Bank where you see it, but they had to be separated within the North Bank because of, no because of how much they hate each other. So there was one small ultra in the downstairs and one in the uh, upstairs so the one that were to our left in Turin and one to our, our right they can't stand each oh, other wow. so that that sort of stuff to overcome that was good we t- kind of tasted that little bit of Punic we will definitely taste it at Bratislava and uh, Besiktas so it's, it's good that we've come through that test Harry who was a man of the match over the two legs would you say the one that sort of stood out I'm going to say he hasn't been outstanding, but I'm just going to say Jimenez or maybe Tro- Troy Ray actually. I'll say Troy Ray because he's just been so threatening, hasn't he, down the wing. Makes a few mistakes still, especially in the away leg where he give the ball away for one of their goals. But he's just got to cut out trying to take him on when he's deep in his own half and he's sorted Troy Ray, he's flying. But Jimenez, he just keeps scoring, doesn't he? So I'm going to give Jimenez a shout as well. Troy Ray is so good when he's on Nuno's side of the pitch. When he's on the other side, he's completely <laughs> hopeless. But when he's on that side, he's amazing. <laughs> 
That's a great spot, that is, to be fair. Um, Bayliss, for you, over the two legs, who do you think clinched it? Do you agree with Harry there? Yeah, pretty much. I think our European exploits so far have been very positive and very good. There's been a few odd mistakes, but we've got around the back, we've controlled games, and we've created a lot of chances. Sadly, that's juxtaposed by, (laughs) unfortunately, an absolute shower of shit. (laughs) <laughs> uh, Tom for you, would you who are you going to go for uh, I think it's got to be Troy Ore as well I, I think he's probably been our player of the season so far I know it's very early days yeah. but he's been a, a totally different man to what we saw last year we take a transition then into the away game at Everton at Goodison in the Premier League it's the Thursday Sunday curse it does seem um, we got away with it I think it's fair to say against Burnley uh, with that late penalty after being I think terrible all game and then Everton didn't get off to a very good start I'll just go over the team because there were a few changes um, obviously Neves coming back in Vinagre starting at left wing back Adama on the right and uh, Bolly, Cody Bennett coming in for Vallejo and a first start in the Premier League as well Harry for Catrone which I thought did uh, a decent job yeah, I like Catrona, I really do. He, he was unlucky, and he scored a near good save by Pickford. He's just what I love most about him, which I'm sure everyone agrees. He just works so hard. He's got a, like good movement, and I just want him to get a goal now because I think if he gets one, his confidence will be high. And maybe he's still not going to be a starter over Jota, but we need him. We're going to need him with the the games coming thick and fast. And I really like the way he played. He does work hard. Until Jota starts proving himself in Europe and start performing, then it's Catrone's spot, especially the way mm. he did work at Everton. Contrastingly and probably controversially, I don't think him. I know him has scored a lot of goals, but I don't think that he's been at his best either. Particularly mm. the Burnley game, I thought he was really off it, and they just sort of his attitude to me was, didn't. I mean, he's set very, very high standards for himself, and I don't think he's quite matched them yet in the Premier League this season. I think they both just need a rest, both of them, Jota and Jimenez. They're knackered. Um, can we get on to the real talking point of the Everton game <laughs> the defence <laughs> what defence it was poor it was a mistake from every single one of them at the back wasn't it yeah. so I, I was having a chat with a, a man older and wiser than me that's probably seen more Wolves games than all of us put together I was chatting to my dad about this and you cannot set up with wing backs that cannot defend <laughs> especially away from home going forward Traore is fantastic Vinagra makes good runs but the amount of times we're caught in possession the amount of times they're not picking up men the back post header of Richarlison's are all really, really just like massive red light flashing sirens going off issues. You can't do it. You can't get beaten around the back. If they can get 20, 30 crosses into the box in a game, eventually Cody, Bolly and Bennett are going to fuck one up. And that's what's happening. And unfortunately, I like, I like Traore and Vinagre a lot. Both of them hugely. But their defending against Everton was a shambles. And that's what lost us the game wasn't going forward although we didn't create too much we still scored a couple of goals at the back we were just nowhere near good enough and that's why we gave away the chances it wasn't the back three it was the two on the wings I don't, I don't think they're there without blame either those three they they were all pretty bad yeah. it's the it's the worst I've seen Bolly play I know he got sent off as well and obviously it, it all set the tone as soon as Cody made that mistake with the first goal yeah. wasn't it it was just it just all from he there he was put under pressure by the wing backs yeah mm. yeah I can't believe that Vinagre managed to stay on for the whole 90 minutes because you've got Johnny who's perfectly well he's the best left or fullback at the club and he didn't come on to replace him when Sigurdsson was just getting past him every time yeah. whipping yeah. the ball in every single time sadly I've got to say it that your wing backs are backs they are there to defend what they give you going forward is the added bonus of playing with wing backs it shouldn't be the other way around because the good teams the really good teams could have seriously taken advantage of what we did on Sunday 
I suppose they, they didn't away, wasn't it? Yeah. I, mean, I was talking to the Blue Room podcast, giving a sort of the away perspective for, for them last week, and you know Matt was talking about Wolves being one of those teams that could potentially be fighting for a top six place along with Everton but I think Everton are streets ahead aren't they yeah. uh, I wouldn't say streets ahead I mean it, it. I know it's a cliche and everyone keeps banging on about it but it is. it has been a bit of a tough run with the Europa League games we will get used to it is the squad big enough I think yes if uh, Nuno switches it about correctly and maybe adds in a couple of other younger lads he might trust I don't know but it was just a bad it, it was the worst I've seen us in my memory of seen us defend as a team and, against Everton we memory. had an off day we all had an off day um, but the the positives are we still scored two goals somehow I don't know how mm. but we did mm. Patricio was like an absolute cat it could have been even mm. worse so there are some positives to take out of it but we do know every time we have a game like that where pretty much no one played that well we'll come out against Chelsea and we will perform Tom, just on what Harry was saying then about Nuno making the right changes at the right time, do you think he has done that so far? Uh, I think Nuno struggled with his team selections and juggling the team between the Thursday and the Sunday because of really only having one day's worth of training and knowing exactly the weaknesses of the opposition and the best players to the right that will work for us I think he struggled picking a starting eleven. like Gibbs White for Dendonka against Burnley was the strangest and two completely mm. contrasting players in that same position did not work at all um, and I think that you've got to you've got to rotate the back three a little bit more Cody's played nearly a thousand minutes of football already and it's, and it's the 2nd of September or whatever it is 3rd of September that's crazy he's, he's got to he, we have got the depth because Vallejo could play there Dendonka could play in Cody's position. There's plenty of options to be able to shuffle it around. Johnny can even apparently play as a centre back. So we need to see more of that in, or we should have seen more of that, I think, against Crusaders and uh, Punic leading up to the start of the season. As in to try and sort something, give something a go, see if it works, try other things, use it a bit like that. Does that make sense? Um, if we look at the class act that is Matinho. He was missed, wasn't he, Harry? I think that range of passing and his grit and determination, but also, you know, he is always everywhere. We did miss him, yeah, and I think he deserved a rest because I can't believe how many games he's played, but his fitness levels must be through the roof. He come on, he did all right, but I thought Sace had a really good game and I was surprised when he got took off, to be honest. I'd have took Neves off, but yeah, we do miss Martino. He's the he's probably with him and as the first name on the team sheet for me, so hopefully he's uh, fit and ready for Chelsea. What, how would you put down that Everton performance then, Tom? I mean, it was poor from the defence, but do you take some solace in, in the goals that were scored, two goals away from home? Goodison is obviously a positive Yeah, thing. I think I've mentioned it a few times that this run or this series of games has been ultimately to qualify for the Europa League and the Premier League's been on the back burner a little bit. Uh, so I think to get draws against United and Leicester I think are very good points we played terribly against uh, Burnley and managed to get a point we played awfully against Everton and somehow scored two goals and nearly got a point if we had got a point from that game it would have been completely undeserved so we're in these games and we're showing signs of, of quality within those games we just need to I think have a little bit of a rest the fixtures are a bit more spread out from now until Christmas in terms of the Europa League so I'm fairly confident that we'll turn it around and we'll have a good mm. season anyway I think the nice thing I'd like to see us do now is because we haven't picked up points against places we went to and did win last season mm. it's now when we do play the likes of the Sheffield Uniteds and the Norwiches and yeah. Villa's a local derby so I won't use that one as an example yeah. but the, those teams that were down the bottom the Brightons the Bournemouth we do go and perform well against them and we do beat them yeah. 
because it'll all be forgotten if we go and get a draw against Chelsea and then go somewhere like I don't know what's the first the Palace haven't we yeah, yeah. If, we go, if we go and pick up a win out of one of those two then it's all forgotten and it doesn't matter it's if we go on a, it's if now Chelsea beat us which arguably they can mm. and then we go and lose at Palace that's when it starts to get a bit, little bit more nervy yeah. mm. Because it's those games last season that I know we obviously beat Palace away, but losing to them at home turn of the year, which that was actually the first time, well, the last time that we lost uh, a home game was against Crystal Palace, and it was that was a dour game, wasn't it, Harry? Oh that, God, back, yeah. in, back in January. Um, but I suppose it's going to be interesting, like you say, to see what happens once they've got the right amount of rest going into those games against the so-called lesser side, um, having hopefully learned something from last season. But obviously we want to end with Everton on a positive spin. I mean, was there a player, Harry, that stuck out for you that didn't let themselves down completely? Oh, Patricio, with his absolute worldy saves in the second half. Yeah. Maybe Catrono of his work rate. Apart from that, Sace, I mentioned Sace, I thought he had a, another decent game that's about it no one was like amazing apart from Patricio really I was just thinking of saying nobody because I think it was that bad and going through all the players but <laughs> but <laughs> I suppose Patricio although but he cost us one of the goals and ultimately we, ultimately we lost by one goal so you could say that he lost us I the thought game. that was Cody's fault though, yeah well I, I do as well but I think if he'd be if he'd be a more commanding goalkeeper if he was Matt Murray in yeah. goal it doesn't happen does he True. I think he's kicking yeah. in uh, yeah. yeah the way he commands his box I, th- I can't remember since Matt Murray there being one that's been better than Matt Murray if that makes sense no, no. Uh, Bayliss how about you just finish us off yeah I'll split the pitch in half you know when if you play team sports you, you normally get like a man of the match and then a dick of the day I'm going <laughs> to yeah. cut the pitch bang in half at the halfway line in the attacking half it's Traore as man of the match and in the defensive half it's Traore as dick of the day (laughs) (laughs) yeah can't argue with that that's fair enough Um, right okay just a quick one Sam before you move on I know we're probably going if we do a podcast next week we're going to this a bit more but who would you put in for Bolly against Chelsea would it be Sace would you just slot Sace right into the left side of the defence I mean if he's been warmed up for it and he hasn't got a Thursday Sunday Mm. to deal with it's got to be Vallejo hasn't it I think Um, uh, I I think I prefer Sace just because he's left footed but he performed well when he was played at the back recently well last year as well Bolly's right footed though anyway isn't he so it's yeah I suppose but Bolly's a genius and he, well he weren't against Everton but <laughs> Bolly's another level but, you know I don't know it'd be interesting to see what he does with that it's a difficult one isn't it because it's going to be Kilburn. it's going to be yeah. him <laughs> oh just imagine oh god well, I don't know Tom who would you put in there I mean it is between one of two isn't it really I mean there's no one else that's going to potentially come in there because no one else has really played there this season I'd put Vallejo or Vallejo whatever we're calling him Jesus, Jesus yeah Jesus. Um, he's playing for Real Madrid he must have the qualities to be able to slot in there Bayless for you I guess you go with you go with Sace oh yeah I'd go with Sace just because I know that he's I was going to say a safe pair of hands but a safe pair of feet um, <laughs> and you know you know what you're getting with him yeah. I just I don't care what we get as long as we see some proper positive football and no silly mistakes if we draw nil nil one all two two with Chelsea, I won't be displeased. It's just a you know watching us play proper football again and this sort of defensive negative, not picking up second balls, not controlling periods of the game that we've seen so far. Yeah, I think I can't argue with that. 
but if we look at the Europa League draw, which is obviously uh, last Friday, and notably everyone is obviously more interested in Group K than any other group, which is, of course, Besiktas, Braga, uh, Slovan, Bratislava, and, of course, Wolverhampton Wanderers. Harry, it's still pinch-yourself moments when you see a Europa League draw and Ashley Cole holds up <laughs> Wolverhampton Wanderers. I think it was the only one he could actually <laughs> yeah. pronounce as well, wasn't it? I was just about to say that, yeah. No, it is, and I think we've... You know, it could have been a it could have been a much tougher draw, couldn't it? Let's be honest. I'm kind of happy with it. I can see us uh, getting out of that group. Um, I haven't heard of that team with the big mountain. Is it Slovak? No, I don't know Braga, name, Braga. But it's on the mountain. Oh, is that Prague with the big mountain? But uh, the Slovak one I'd never heard of. But the other two, Besiktas are decent, aren't they? They're a, a kind of a good team. Yeah. But on our day, I think we could beat any of them. One thing I would say about the games is they're very difficult for the fans because Braga's going to sell quickly, mm. but it's expensive flights. Besiktas there's a very high chance of being stabbed because Turkish fans <laughs> hate fans. and then <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, on Twitter, yeah and then the oh, game in Bratislava's is 99% going to be behind closed well I'm not sure about that because they, they said there was definitely two games and they're trying to appeal it and they're fairly confident they'll get it down to one and I don't but would that be no us? I don't think we're, the, we're not there first we're not their first home game I don't think we've got Besik- uh, we're Besiktas away is our first away games which must mean that they are Oh, that'd be good fingers crossed apparently is brilliant well I yeah, have been crossed, there as a, so as a three year old so, but I can't give you any details about it how are the pints <laughs> 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 milky one pint of milk please <laughs> milky <laughs> oh. I I think you're right, Harry. I think it's a, a, a great draw. I think for everyone involved, I think looking through, there isn't really a group of death, is there? I mean, I think from a personal level looking at it, I think Group F, which is Arsenal's group, is probably the most difficult one just because of Frankfurt, Liège, but I mean, Victoria, nothing special, but obviously Arsenal in there as well. Um, but yeah, I, maybe Group G, Porto, Young Boys, Feyenoord and Rangers. Would that be the most group of death that you probably get I think we've avoided the major journeys I think Man United have got the worst they've got to go to Kazakhstan at one point and uh, Belgrade I think ours are fairly I think Istanbul's probably the furthest but the rest are fairly okay not too far to travel and obviously we're all having a nightmare about which one we're going to go to obviously we were all thinking oh Bratislava it's going to be a quid a pint and that's the behind closed doors one as it stands and which one are you going to go to Tom if any uh, unfortunately unless my head teacher will offer me three days <laughs> off I can't go to any of the group stage games yeah. Dan which is the one that you, you're looking at I mean we're sort of all looking at, at Turkey at the moment aren't we yeah we've looked at it it just works out a bit more cost effective and obviously Istanbul's quite a cool place to go to mm. but you might get stabbed um <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm holding out now for Bratislava because it's cheap yeah. flights it's cheap pints and if it did if it did spring that they're like they drop it to one and Wolves are in yeah. there is going to be one hell of a rush for flights <laughs> yeah if everyone's going to book flights and, and have done to Porto or wherever in Portugal and, and getting public transport in if everyone's sort of sold on the idea of doing that and then all of a sudden Bratislava becomes available mm. I suppose it, it's it's all about timing with these things isn't it like with anything you know I suppose that the, the how quickly and thick and fast those games come and you don't know who you're going to get It's like a gamble holding off, yeah. isn't it? It's like a gamble yeah. waiting. Oh, well, I was, um, I was worried us lads, some of us won't get tickets for Turin, mm, but because of the cost yeah. of things like that, I think you might be more surprised, you know what I mean? I think um, a lot of fans with just 
enough you know just season tickets might Me- get a chance mem- I mean some members, members got yeah, tickets yeah, for yeah, it's, five, yeah. it's a five six hundred quid two day out yeah. basically yeah it's a lot of money isn't it it's hard to get time off work yeah. if you're going to Bratislava don't fly to Bratislava go to either Vienna or Hungary yeah. or Budapest somewhere like that because it's very very close around there and you can get trains mm. and coaches very very easily around there uh, well Vienna and Bratislava are literally like yeah, next, 20 yeah, miles from yeah, each other aren't yeah, they yeah, yeah. that's the one I'm hoping for now I hope that ban don't happen because I can't do Pasiktas now because of work and nor Braga so I'm praying that they don't mm. have us banned behind closed doors that one that's the thing isn't it um, but we shall wait and see on that one but in the meantime it is the international break and lots of people going away on first team duties for their countries which is great and it makes a change from it. No offence, Tom, from being Wales or, or Irish players that are, that are going away. And, you know, these are these are teams like you know Mexico and Belgium and stuff. So just go through them. It's Raúl Jiménez, Dendonka, Neves, Matinho, Patricio, Jota, Sace, and then in under twenty one action, you got Gibbs, White, Nato, and Vinagre too. It was just that we needed a little bit of a break, but it seems that the core of the squad... I mean, all our English players are fine. (laughs) They'll get get a break. They almost (laughs) were asked to prove that on Sunday, and then they did, didn't they? They proved how bad they were and why they shouldn't be in the England squad. Yeah, I think lots of people were saying, I can't believe Tyrone Minx has got into uh, the England squad and then Cody goes and does the back pass from hell. (laughs) And uh, we can see why he's potentially not in the England squad. Um... But a welcome break, like you said there, Tom, you know, um, Connor Cody, was it a thousand minutes mm. of first team football so far this season? So I guess it is a welcome break for him. And obviously, Bolly will get even more of an extended break because he hasn't been picked for his country. And he's also obviously got sent off in the game against Everton as well. So what do we think of the international break? I mean, I'm just glad it's not a friendly because there were days where... Mm. You know, you'd be having friendly games, you'd be travelling thousands of miles, and it was completely pointless. So, I suppose at least they're playing competitive football, Harry. Yeah, they are. I, I really don't like this international break because the season just starts going. I suppose it's good for us this year, but it's just too soon into the season, I think. But yeah, all the lads are going. Hopefully, uh, well, for Portugal, it, it, will Jota be a starter? He probably yeah. won't, will he? Hopefully, he gets a bit of rest. He just sits on the bench, hopefully, for 90 minutes. But obviously, some of the other lads will play. At least, um, Catrone didn't get picked, did he, for Italy? I think he's only got one cap for them, hasn't he? Is he in there under 21s, though? Yeah. Uh, I didn't see if he was. He's not on the list. No, no. Um, but at least he's not there. But yeah, the Portugal lads, obviously, we always have to worry about Raul. He travels to Timbuktu and back then when he goes with Mexico, so... Yeah, uh, just hopefully no injuries. They don't. Hopefully they don't play the full ninety grueling minutes in the games, and hopefully they come back fresh and as fresh as they can be, really, because they're our stars, aren't they? Them Portugal lads. Because a lot of people, Bale is saying that actually at this stage of the season, extra games in the Europa League and competitive games earlier on the season should mean something more to you. It's usually further on down the line towards the end of the season when you're sort of hitting that burnout. Are you worried? No. Again, they have been thick and fast and. We we didn't start particularly well last year anyway. It took us a while to get going. West Ham so, when we got going, wasn't it? The one yeah. away. And it yeah, could, you, know, yeah. you watch us go and beat Chelsea one nil, and it it sort of rejuvenates everything. But yeah, I think we just looked a bit lackluster in the league, and that it, that is worrying. Perfect. Okay, um, we're going to move on now to some betting odds and ticket news. Hi, I'm Kelly, Chris Kamara. You're listening to the 77 Club and it's unbelievable, Jeff. Yeah, so the ticket news, home games. Chelsea is sold out already. Watford, there's limited left and it's on members at the moment. It goes on general sale the 12th of September. I doubt it will make that. 
ranges from 25 to 40 pounds for adults when he gets a general sale or if he gets there Reading is uh, in the League Cup is 15 pounds for adults 10 pounds for over 65 or under 21s 5 for under 17 which I think is pretty good that yeah. goes on sale to members on the 7th of September and general sale Wednesday the 11th season ticket holders I'm sure it'll pop up in your little box which it does on the website doesn't it to reserve your seat uh, in the Europa League which we were on about just they've confirmed that it's £60 for all home games for season ticket holders which I think is brilliant very good, yeah, yeah, yeah. really good <clears throat> yeah I thought they might put the price up a bit for that so fair play to Wolves for that one and the only away game to report on is Crystal Palace there are still some tickets left for Palace it's currently on 1,200 points for season ticket holders it goes down day by day so today's the 3rd of September which is on 1,200 it keeps going down I don't think they will last much longer so that's pretty much it for yeah. the ticket news so if you don't get there in there quickly for Palace, obviously you'll be staring at either the underneath of a roof or a pole. <laughs> and uh, Bayliss, has your betting odds? Yeah, obviously there's no game this week, so the betting odds are a little bit different. But I've never looked around at the Europa League stuff. Wolves are bang on favourites to uh, win their group. 11-8. to 8. I love this. That's best odds as well. Besiktas 3-1, to 1, Braga 15-4, to 4, Slovan, Bratislava 20-1. They're obviously the rank outsider, but Besiktas are a good team. I thought that Besiktas at three to one, that's almost worth a punt. I don't think they're as good as they have been. They've, they haven't got Taliska or Pepe anymore, have they? And I, I can't name any Besiktas players at all. No, so it's a difficult place to go. I, I, I can't yeah. believe that we are as firm favourites as we are. Perfect. Um, now it, this one, obviously, because it's a, a bit of a shorter podcast, I guess this week. Although it's not looking like it so far. Um, I saw quite an interesting thread on Twitter, which I think you might all be able to join in with. Now, I don't know if any of you have, have seen this and you can sort of introduce Wolves players into this because I think there are a couple that might fall into this category. But it's a thread of players that have played for confusing clubs. Has anyone seen that on Twitter? No, no. no, no. So um, it's, some guy has started off. He said, oh, I'll start off with Ian Wright turning out of a Burnley. So I Did think... Uh, I know, right, putting, yeah. Could, putting, yeah, I know. Putting it on, on the spot a little bit of players who have sort of turned out for clubs that you wouldn't expect them to I mean the second one down Edgar Davids at Barnet is another one but Harry yeah you can kick us off Steve Ball at Hereford yeah that's where I was going <laughs> that's yeah. a good shout yeah. yeah yeah that's a good shout um, Mustafi at Everton picture of him there didn't even know he played for them um, Carius at Manchester City as well uh, very young uh, Carius uh, Tom can you think of any off the top of your head like putting um, you on the spot I was trying to think of Wolves ones I remember seeing Gazza oh, Gaz- oh, Harry yes. oh my god Gazza, yes. <laughs> great boys Gazza jingle out um, I can't think. I can't think of that's the main one, isn't it? Yeah. Um, oh, a few more. There's John Terry in a Nottingham Forest shirt. No, oh, oh, no oh, oh, uh, Frank Frank Lampard at Swansea City. Wow, really? That's a good shout. That's a great one. I didn't know that. Beckham played for Preston, obviously. Preston, yeah. yeah. Uh, Robert Perez turned out for Aston Villa, didn't he? And that was a yeah. strange move. I think he was about 36, 37 years old. This ain't that mad, but I always found it crazy when Peter Schumacher went to Man City back in the day. I know he played there for quite a bit, but Man U legend. Yeah, and, and did you Cole. see when they played each other and him and Neville in the tunnel and Neville wouldn't even <laughs> yeah. look at him. Yeah. That, was quite, that was quite funny. Uh, Joe Cole at Coventry what was as well. That? Uh, oh, I've seen Lee Trundle, who used to play for Swansea, play for Neath. Oh my God. Oh, okay, what, in France? No, no, Neath, not Neath. No, Neath in Neath. Oh, Neath. Oh, actual <laughs> Neath. <laughs> um, I don't want to be strange. I've got one actually, but he's an absolute knobhead. Uh, Roger Johnson last year was playing for Bromley Town. Yeah. <laughs> Bromley and o- O'Hara Town. was at uh, Basing. Was it Basingstoke? He was at? Or somewhere there. 
I think he was, yeah. He's somewhere in uh, Hampshire. I think George Ellicobie's now at Maidstone. Mm. <laughs> Dean Sturridge at Kitty yeah. Arias. <laughs> oh, I've, yes. I've got, I've got yeah. a, another one. Uh, Andy Gorham at Manchester United. Look it up. It's oh amazing. He played one game, substitute appearance. In t- <laughs> they were trying to replace Schmeichel and they chose Andy Gorham. <laughs> it's a bit like our old keeper at Liverpool now, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Andy Lonergan. Yeah. yeah. Turning out. Jesus. Yeah, you know, things are bad. But apparently, there's a picture here of Abamyang at Heaton Stannington. <laughs> which that is just very, very strange, strange stuff. Um, Mark Noble turning out for Hull. Jordan Pickford at Preston. Uh, Samueletto at Everton. Mm. I think oh, yeah, sort of yeah. Forget f- yeah. Forgets, forgets that one. Jamie um, Vardy at Sheffield Steelers, whatever they were called. Odd <laughs> 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 non-league team. <laughs> Forgot their name, something like that. And, uh, of course, David James for Bristol City, sort of one year yeah. after playing in the 2010 World Cup for England. Uh, Sol Campbell at Notts County. Oh my god! That's yeah. a good shout as well. Paul Ince at Middlesbrough—that was weird. Mm. Before he come to us, All, on on the whole Sol Campbell thing, it, it, Newcastle as well. Completely forgot. He, I think he turned he? out once. Oh uh, yeah, for, for Newcastle. Did he? I had to check some of these and sort of go, is, is that right? And it does seem to actually be right. Basically, but, what um, we found out here is that we could name players that were at strange teams yeah. quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's true. Mostly because they played for, for us, us in a, a lot of these cases. Uh, Jesse Lingard at Derby. Anyone remember? That? I remember oh him at Blues. Someone put a picture of um, Nicholas Bentner at Juventus and then someone piped up and that, I, I don't know if it's true or any way of checking it, but apparently they sold no shirts <laughs> with his name on the back. That's, that's what it said. I think we've so, had a few uh, players I like that. I don't know if believe that or not. It, yeah, yeah, it's, it would seem to fit the mould. You mean you didn't get Thomas um, Frankowski on back of your shirt? I couldn't afford it. I know somebody it. who had Finkler 39 on the back of their shirt in 2006. Remember it? Do you remember <laughs> Finkler? Is that the one of the Brazilians? Yeah, he was on that, trial. Yeah, it was like the set set piece. Yeah, we never signed him, but he was on trial. My mate had a, had Finkler on the back of his shirt. <laughs> Do you think ever, wow. anyone ever got Silas on the back of their shirt? Oh, he was class. Maybe. Uh, it's cheap as well, isn't it? Compared to Frank Askey. I had flow. I had flow. It was yeah, the cheap. I had Ray. <laughs> I feel sorry. I feel sorry for the people who had Bonatini. Uh. Oh, God, yeah. For any club, regardless. <laughs> um, right, Kate, okay, well, we will leave that there unless anyone has any uh, burning desires they need to get off their chest. Oh, can I just mention that, because um, you weren't here earlier on when I mentioned it, Sam, that Jack Leach, the England Test player, do you know what his squad number is for England? Ooh, 92, no. 92. No, it's, it, it's no, 77. Oh, oh look at this. there you go. The hero that is. We should get sponsored by Specsavers <laughs> as well. That's for sure. Right, okay. Well, uh, hopefully, we're going to link up with Jack for a game of Level Up. But otherwise, in the meantime, we'll say goodbye to Tom. Goodbye. Goodbye to Harry. Goodbye. And goodbye to Bayless. Goodbye, Wolves fans. Good game, good game. Oh, I don't need to do that. <laughs> That's staying in. Hi, this is Jack. Welcome to the 77 fucking High Street Club. Is that the right? wonders of technology. Jack joins the podcast now. Uh, been out and about in Wolverhampton, I understand, tonight, Jack. Yeah, hi there. Sorry, I'm a late. So did I miss all the fun? <laughs> you missed the party. Uh, but you did kind of guess what we were talking about. I think you said uh, Bolly was terrible, everyone was terrible going down. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, pretty much it. So, um, obviously, you're familiar with Level Up, which go over the very very quickly um if you answer a question you can either go up or down level if you pass you stay where you are but obviously you don't go up or down that's essentially so I could, it i could just so. pass everyone and just 
not not go anywhere. Yeah, you could go absolutely nowhere. And, and what's you just who's be, winning at the moment with what score? Well, Harry and Bayliss are tied on four points so far. Okay. So um, that's what you've got to beat so far. There's going to be a Wolves question every other question. So you'll have five Wolves questions and the other a general sport. So it could be absolutely anything. So How 10 exciting. questions. Are you ready to play Level Up? I'm so ready. Which club did Wolves sign Christoph Berra from? Oh, gold. Was it Hearts? Was Hearts. Up he goes to level one. This is a tough one. Arsenal striker Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang represents which country at international level? Is, of course, the international break. Um, Aubameyang, Aubameyang, Aubameyang. I don't know. Togo? Moves back down to level zero. Oh, yeah. Gabon. Yeah, should have. Yeah, yeah. There's a way of playing that down to level yeah. zero. Uh, who's had a plaque unveiled at their childhood home this week? Former Wolves player. Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen it, but I, uh, there's, I'm going to think out loud here. The go to option would be Steeple, but I know it was Billy Wright's birthday today or yesterday. And I'm on zero anyway, so I'm going to go with Billy Wright. Up he goes, back to level one. Nicely done. Very good. Uh, Joffre Archer is back in action for England this week, but which county championship side does he play for? God, that's a Bayless question, isn't it? (laughs) Um, Which county side does Joffre Archer play for? Um, sorry. Oh, well, no, actually, I don't know. I don't know. So oh, he's got down to level zero. <laughs> answered the question, Jack. <laughs> Not learning his lessons. Back down to zero. Uh, it was Sussex. Uh, Sussex is uh, Joffre Archer's county championship side. Next question. Still on zero, Jack. So the only way is up. Yeah. Who was Wolves' top scorer in the 2008-2009 season? 2008-2009, so you went up, so it's got to be Sylvan Ebanks-Blake. Up he goes again to level one. It's like Groundhog Day. Which <laughs> Can't wait woman to guess this one. <laughs> won the Wimbledon singles title in 2000? In 2000? Yeah. Oh, bloody hell. I mean... I, I don't know, so I think I'm going to pass, but I'd say it's probably either going to be... Was that the year Sharapova won it? Or was that the year Williams won it? But either way, I'm going to, I don't know. I'm going to stick. Pass. It's Venus Williams. So, okay. uh, yeah, you were 50-50 on that one. Still on level one. Who was Wolves manager before Dave Jones? I'm on one, aren't I? I can't stick on this. So it's a Wolves question. I need to guess. But it was it Colin Lee? <laughs> it is Colin Lee. Up he goes to level <laughs> two. Nicely done. Didn't think you were going to get it then. Where did Lewis Hamilton finish at last weekend's Belgian Grand Prix? Oh, he was on the podium, but he didn't win. So he was either second or third. I think he was second. Oh, up to level three. Jack, this is getting a bit tasty. How many goals have Wolves scored in the Europa League so far this season? Oh, my God. How many... What was the score against Crusaders? I think we got... I think it was six or seven. So we got four and four, which is eight. Three and two which will put us on 13. And I think 13 plus 6 would be 19, which would put us on that. I'm going to go, I'm going to play. I'm going to go 19. 
Up he goes to level four. This is interesting now. He is tied at the top of the leaderboard with the rest of the 77 club. That's Harry and Bayliss. And you've got one question to go, but it isn't a Wolves question. So let's see how Jack gets on to take the lead with five. Former England rugby player James yeah. Haskell is taking up a new sport. What is it? I'd love to have a guess, but I've got no idea. So I'm going to have to pass and stick and realise if I played this game better, I'd be winning now. Uh, I'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone always says that he's passing. The answer is MMA. He's going into the octagon. So there you go. Uh, Jack, you're tied with Harry and Bayliss on four. Are you pleased with that? Are you a little bit disappointed? I'll be honest, I'm disappointed because I, I just, again forgot the rules of the game and should, yes. have, should be on six, really. But um, <laughs> hey-ho, we live and learn. Hey-ho, top of the leaderboard. Can't be too bad. Well, Jack, thank you for playing. Level up. Thank you, Sam. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.